This week in league, Tristan Saylor misses out on the Dragons' contract despite showing he fits the club culture perfectly. Aaron Molan headhunted by Donald Trump to become the White House race advisor. The curtain closes on the career of the first rugby league immortal body part. Thanks for the memories, Jared Beals me. Plus, we look ahead to all the action for week three of the 2020 NRL Finals Series. All that and more this week in league. Welcome to episode 372 of This Week in League. I'm Nate. And I'm Jay. How you going, my man? Two weeks from the end. What a season. Well, the end of the season, yeah. yeah. I mean, and, uh, not two weeks from the end of the show, though, because we, although I think post-season, what, we'll have a grand final wrap-up episode, so I guess we've got this week's one, next week's one, the one after that, then... Uh, then, that, get- then there may be a break for Origin, or it's like a week, or it's not, it's not long, though, before Origin, two weeks. It's yeah, like mid-November, so it. it'd be two weeks at the most. Yes. And um, so I don't know whether we fill those weeks or we just uh, take them off. And then, yeah, then it's, then it's the Origins. And then after the Origins, we'll do the Twillies and fucking goodnight, Irene. It's nearly Christmas time. That's it. It's fucking crazy. Like, we're doing the we're doing the Twillies in December. Jesus. <laughs> oh, fucking nuts. I'm, I'm going to start. Normally, we do it like mid-October. Start doing that thing that all the uh, the other E-thoughts are doing. What's po- that on post, my, post my Amazon wish list. <laughs> Spoil me. Hashtag. <laughs> hashtag what? <laughs> Sorry, hashtag spoil me. Hashtag lazy slut. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I don't really have anything to, to I feel like talking about this it, week. It's the time of year where, you know, everyone knows what games are on. Yes. Um, Fans of pretender teams have fucking dropped out and stopped thinking that they're going to do anything stop listening useful. To, stop listening to the show. Yeah. Um, <laughs> people have stopped thinking Clint Gutherson's good. Yeah. Well, I mean, he's an enigma. We'll get to that, though. He's but, a what? He's an enigma. Oh, but sorry. Within... I thought you had an Aaron Mullen moment there for a second. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no. I don't... <laughs> Look, I mean, I don't even think in the Mullen household you could you could find a slur against him I mean he's, he's pretty much like an Aryan poster boy isn't he yeah that's it I mean he's a little you know he's, 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 his hairstyle's a little bit on the San Francisco side of things which you know probably wouldn't go down too well down there but... we should probably point out unless you've got it in the news I don't because I you should because it's not fucking actually newsworthy yeah the thing we're going on about with Aaron Mullen is everybody remembers the uh, allegedly like racist two months ago comment she made yeah it was a podcast or a radio show? Uh, that one was uh, maybe it was a podcast. I don't know. It was one of the two. These days, fucking podcasts yeah. are just repurposed radio exactly. shows from those guys anyway. Exactly. So um, she'd said something allegedly racist, making fun of Polynesian names. Mm-hmm. Uh, she said it was like an inside joke or a joke about, you know, something she, to do with... She said it was a, call, a yeah. callback to a story that they yeah. told in an earlier yeah. episode. Um, the Daily Mail publication. Well, no, she, the, yeah, she's, then, she's then proceeded to initiate... Defamation proceedings. Yes, against they, the Daily Mail. For, they referred for her a white woman of privilege. Yes, which let's be frank, like Bill Burr wrapped her st- her situation up pretty fucking well. She's one of his bitches. Yeah. <laughs> um, where else in the world 
can somebody simply be called a white person of pri- or a white woman of privilege and be able to suit? Yeah. Everywhere else in the fucking world at the moment, they go, yep, had a lot of privileges. Yeah. <laughs> laughed out of, laughed, wouldn't be laughed out of court because it wouldn't get that far. Exactly. She laughed out of the, she laughed out of the lawyer's office that she went to to. So she, she sued them for defamation. And so basically what the Daily Mail's legal team have done. It's gone back through everything she's ever uttered. Yeah. That's recorded publicly. Yeah, that's it. On podcasts and whatnot. And they are saying that they believe they have a case to prove that Erin Mullen is an objectively racist person. <laughs> <laughs> and I mean, you know, at the end of the day, I mean, she had the one thing that, that she could have just let it let it rest. Yep. Maybe defended herself or, you know, apologized or whatever and then just moved on with her life. She had to get all legal with Did it. Did the so cash then, grab. So then, so then they've engaged their, their, their legal team and mm-hmm. you know, probably every intern on the books and every you know, work experience kid Yep. to go back and listen to everything. And they've cataloged like, I mean, the article that I read, I mean, they catalogued like, you know, five or six different, completely different separate occasions yeah. where she was, you know, like the, she was hitting everybody. She was hitting like Chinese people, like Asian people. She was hitting everybody. Indian accents. Yep. 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 So, uh, just born of another time. She yes. would have been great on Hey Hate Saturday. If they'd have let women on that show. Well, I mean, they had that one that was the, like the co-one with Daryl Summers, was they? Jackie McDonald, Fiona McDonald, one of those bitches. Oh, that fucking bowl cut just came yes. flying back yes. into my head. Yes. Oh, Jesus Christ. That's exactly. Huh. <clears throat> I wonder if that informs my Pornhub choices these days. As in terms of what you, what's a guaranteed click or what's a well, yeah. never click? <laughs> what, what, what imprinted on me? <laughs> Uh, well, I mean, yeah, then I guess you've got like Aussie ostrich probably is the reason why you fucking put on the Elmo gloves with. <laughs> Fantastic. <laughs> yep. Real news though. That's an actual story. Yes. Uh, well, not really. It's just rumors, but it's fucking funny to talk about for us anyway. Uh, Newcastle halfback Mitchell Pierce could be packing his bags and heading down the M1 to Bondi to reunite with the Roosters. Um, former New South Wales coach Laurie Daly says the Tricolours want Mitchell Pearce back. The name I keep hearing is Mitchell Pearce. They want Mitchell Pearce back, Daly said on Wednesday. They're a unique club, the Roosters. They want to win every year. That's their goal. That's their aspiration. That's the way they have their operation. And Trent Robinson has done a terrific job. Nick Politis does a great job. Does that say they're a unique club? They want to win every year. Yeah, every other club goes out there just wanting to fucking, you know, just be involved. Yeah. Oh, look, this is the third year of our three-year want-to-win cycle. So whilst we didn't want to win for the last two, we do this one. Yeah. Fuck me. Yeah. And if they can do whatever they need to do to get the players to their club, they will. And uh, Pierce being a replacement for young half Kyle Flanagan, who's come under fire for not living up to the Roosters' expectations in his first season with the club. Uh, Yeah. And then it goes on and... Apparently, they're keen to move him on with, uh, with the Bulldogs being the most likely landing spot. So the idea is uh, that, that it came out today or yesterday that they they wouldn't be extending his deal past the second year, which is next season. Yep. Um, and with the idea that that is such humiliating or, you know, makes it untenable for him to, you know, bother with the second year and to seek a release before then if the appropriate landing spot mm. is uh is out there yep or get in and go well hang on was this his first full year like i know we had some time full with year yeah. yeah so okay it's his first full year yeah um let's get in and fucking work our balls off 
next year mm-hmm. and make it undeniable that I need to re-sign me. Yeah. I guess um, and there's, there's there's talk as well that um that Ben Walker's kid uh, Sam is contracted to the Roosters next season and is said to be in line to take his place as well. So cool. Yeah, I mean. Look, I mean, they're a club. They want to win every year, you know, whatever. Yes, yeah, so the only club in the competition yep. wants to do that. But let me tell you, if you're going to try and jam a rookie in there every year, yeah, and fuck them off at the end of the year if yeah, they're no if good, they, if you don't, or win if, a not, or if you don't win the premiership, yeah, fucking hell, <clears throat> it's a, it's a, it's a long road to, yeah, <laughs> fucking disappointment. And don't get me wrong, I'm, I'm not having to go at Kiri here. Does he strike you as the natural mentor type? Maybe not. I mean, he was very fortunate that he got a couple of seasons next to Kronk. Yep. Uh, and and there have been many instances where you can see one half is clearly bestowing some wisdom on the other, like we had Maloney and Cleary yep. you know, go through. There's just something about Kiri and his personality that, that doesn't strike me as being the natural, um, you know, wise older shoulder to guide somebody... Yeah, it's hard. It's, it, it, it's hard to say because I mean, there are they're definitely. I mean, maybe not in the halves, but I mean, they're definitely guys you would think are. Yeah, there are. Are great on the. There are, but what's Jake Friend teaching him about fucking kicks in play? Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, that's that's a an, a basic skill level sort of situation. Yeah, yeah. The thing is, I mean, there were you know at, at times he was the dominant half in the side and fucking yeah, carving up for that's them it. as well. Um, and I I would be reluctant to scapegoat him for the shortcomings in the last two games incidentally games that they lost by a total combined of like five fucking points yeah so you know like anyway we'll get to the game situation later but I think the Roosters got bigger bigger fish to fry than a than a, a halfback that's presumably you know given the time and the experienced bodies around him that they have and the you know quality coaching that could only get better well, no, or maybe not. Or maybe, you know, then they're seeing what's happening, you know, on the training field and they're seeing what's happening in the locker room and maybe he's just fucked. I don't know. Yeah. And take with a grain of salt as well, just as actual news stories are fewer and further between for us to talk about. Yes. That means they're definitely fewer and further between for actual journalists to write about. Yeah. Yeah. So that means what you get are these things where a plausible speculation... Yes. Suddenly becomes the fact rumor. Yeah. And they pull the old and they you know, I quoted this to you. There was one tonight. Oh yeah, the one I said, yeah, what is it? That wrote a whole fucking story based on where you know, where there's smoke, there's fire. Yeah. And it was about Pierce to it's either Pierce to the Roosters or there's the straight swap. The straight swap Pierce is and fun. Moses. The straight swap is the story it, that I want to happen. So you know why? Because it doesn't affect our either of our lives Correct. in the least. Correct. However, the joy and just the, <laughs> and mileage that would come out of a straight swap yeah. between with Mitchell Pierce going to the Eels, with Mitchell Moses going up going to, to the Knights. Oh my god. The amount the amount of tweets that would have to be deleted by fans of both clubs <laughs> would be it would probably break the fucking bird. And Well see now we know that Clem is a giant fucking sook. As yeah. well, yeah. Oh, can you imagine those two? That, he'd yeah. probably punch him. Yeah, 
Imagine, imagine Moses is like, you know, get up, cunt, to declare me. Not even, he's, oh, fucking get up, cunt, you, mate. Not even a, no, not even like that. It'd <laughs> yeah. be a, you know, a cry punch? Yeah. Like where you're crying that hard because something didn't go your way. <laughs> like that, like that, lash out. Like that redheaded monster at Canberra. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, male rangers, what are they fucking good for? Oh. Absolutely nothing. No. In the bin. Um, <laughs> Anthony Seawold, for weeks now, Months, this situation happened where there were the WhatsApp screenshots and everything. We all saw them. Um, with you know, uh, honestly, I can't even fucking remember what was alleged the now, but I um, mean, you know, he was fucking this or doing this and buying drugs off whatever. I don't fucking remember. What he, I can't even remember ex- exactly what they were. Though, I remember that there were named players and yes. named ex players' daughters, yes, involved who have just chosen to do fucking nothing about it because they know it's not true. Mm-hmm. And yep. just let it die. It's natural fucking death. Right. Seawell called in the Mossad to fucking find, you know, find the originator of these things. And we've already spoken ad nauseum about how, um, how naive and and, and just un- uneducated about the internet you have to be to think that there's, you know, it's that it's it's that easy to do. Then it goes quiet for a while. Seawell gets sacked. Has his settlement with the Broncos. He walks off into sunset. But no, it comes dredged up. I've handed it all over to the cops. And they're going to take care of it. Then it goes quiet again. And then it comes up again. It's a, you know, it's what the, I want, I want to try and find the exact wording. But I'm saying it was like a full-time employee of the New South Wales Rugby League. This is a known person. It's a fucking yeah. bombshell who spread this rumor around. Heads are going to roll. But, alas, the person at the center of the cybersecurity probe is a former part-time referee... And I think it was like in a in regional, like in, in Bush country, Woody. in Bushwood, yep. yeah. Uh, not a person of great prominence at the NRL. Not a great prom- person of great prominence prominence at any of the clubs, nor the New South Wales Rugby League in general. Um, so that that would be like saying, if um, you know somebody who cleaned windows mm-hmm. on the building that the Commonwealth Bank was in, prominent. Employee of the Commonwealth, um, yeah, Bank. you know, uh, was claiming his a high level executive of the Commonwealth yeah, Bank of you know, Australia. Um, it was, you know, stole stole three scratchies from from his mate at lunch. Yeah, you know, financial fraud by by high <laughs> level. <laughs> yeah. uh, it's just I nuts. I mean, after this, uh, you know, we expected this thing would go nowhere at the start. It's taking some twists and turns to get there. But finally, it's there. It's there. Nowhere. <laughs> this just nails what I already thought of Anthony Seabold in that it is such a fucking foreign concept for him to go, hmm, I fucked up mm-hmm. in either my approach, my methodology, or my execution yep. when I was coaching that side. Yep. And I fucked up so badly that my position became untenable. Yes. Now, that could have been, I gauge players incorrectly, I gauge relationships incorrectly, I didn't read feedback properly, I didn't create an environment where feedback could be given freely. Yeah. Didn't, I didn't listen to the senior fucking players group who, who seemed to be fairly mm, vocal about you know what and, was working and what wasn't working. To, to provide free yeah. tips. Yep. But to come out and now try and change the narrative of this too... He was hardly done by. I was a victim of... And now you can see what he yeah. was doing. 
oh, it's it was an inside job, mm-hmm. but, and it was against me personally. Yep. Uh, and and that's why it didn't work out. But I can't tell you who it was. Yep. But just know that it was an inside job, and it was a personal matter. So it's not really my fault. It um, <laughs> you know, please hire me. Essentially, I feel that's. What and this once again, if he if he hadn't if he hadn't commented on the, the, the thing, because for starters, and this is what we see with the listeners listenership of this show as well, is that internet usage is you know there's a very high uptake in Australia. Yep. Podcast listenership, massive subset of that. You know, like tiny subset of that. People who are on social media, tiny subset of that. Yes. People who actually would have even seen the WhatsApp screenshots yeah. that were sent around, tiny percentage yep. of people. And yeah, if something like that comes out, it's clearly fucking bullshit. I mean, just just like the wording of it, like you know, my mates are fucking my mate mate works for the you know blah blah, who's a sponsor of the Broncos, and he's, you know, so, so you know it's legit. So you know it's legit. Like they all fucking follow the same script, and they all have these fa- and each version of it that circled around, you know, three days apart had more fantastical details added on the last. Yeah. You know, they were all sort of built from, you know, the first one was fairly salacious. Second one just ramped it up to fucking 12. Yep. And then the next one come past and now it's ramped up to 20. The thing is, they're so preposterous that no one actually believes them for a minute. Exactly. Oh, well, no, I'm not going to say no one because there are some fucking retards out there. But, you know, most people with a brain in their head yep. don't, you know, they, they, they just think, oh, that's hilarious, bullshit, mm. move on with their day. If he didn't make a story of it, by bleeding about it, and oh, def- defamation! This and this is the second time tonight we're going to spe- we're speaking about people making a big deal of something that would have just fucking gone away. And then, and he's built this up over a course of months. And if this yeah. is if this is true, that the guy is an ex-referee that was refereeing regional bush footy. Jesus Christ. Yeah. I mean, well, yeah, it, it, I guess it doesn't reflect well on his cybersecurity experts either. Yeah. True. Or he's just fucking, yeah, jazzing the story up himself. Like he gets the results back. Oh, it's this guy. He's a referee, you know, employed by you know New South Wales Rugby League. And then he's just like, you know, he builds that up to. It is. I I just think a hundred percent from what I've seen, it was trying to save his own reputation. Yeah. By by jacking up the by, importance yeah. of the person that did it, mm-hmm. and that story in general. As opposed to the story mm. of didn't do a good job at the Broncos. Yeah. Was moved on as a result very early into a long term deal. Yeah. That's embarrassing, obviously. It's very career damaging. So let's take yeah. has he been advised that that's the way to handle it? I don't think he has any other advisors except mm. the lawyers that are going, Yes. Please pay take us. it to the end of the line. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> yeah. Let's bring another QC on. Pay us per email. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Recaps. Okay, the uh, first one we had, the Raiders, 22, defeated the Roosters, 18, defend, uh, defeating their quest for the three-peat and also reinforcing the meme slash statistic that no team that concedes 50 points yes. through, the, through the regular season can uh, win the premiership. No, they can. Um, 
the Raiders 22 came uh, through tries to uh, Papali, George Williams, uh, Joseph Tapanay, Jack Whiten, uh, three or four conversions to Jared Croker, um, and the Roosters 18, a double to James Tedesco. Joseph Manu also with a try, Flanagan, three of three conversions. Firstly, I'd like to say to the Canberra Raiders, don't invite people to perform Photoshop miracles involving your players and then get the shits when fucking Picasso 2.0 presents you with his canvas. the greatest fucking artwork (laughs) in the history of the world. Um, Absolute one of the softest digis. Exactly. Out there, I think that the if I had to if I had to rank the power rankings of soft digis, I think that uh, Souths might be up the top. Mm. Souths or the Cowboys, maybe, because Souths are very block happy. Like really? they just oh, they'll fu- I've been blocked for them for fucking years, and I don't even mm. know what I did. I mean, I probably said they get kicked out of the comp or something, but like, I don't know. Mm. I, I, you know, Cowboys very soft too. I've been blocked for years. I can't even remember. Once again, I think I've been blocked since like. Potentially the hand of Foz era. It <laughs> 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 so, you know, must be coming up on a decade now. <laughs> nice. Nice. Um, but I don't, but once again, I don't actually know what I did. Um, I mean, this is the thing. They're so soft that you could just be like schadenfreuding with, like you're not even attacking them directly. I mean, yeah. you're just replying to something where they were tagged and you're just laughing at a defeat that they found painful to bear. And That's it. They just got block. Yes. But that, that Canberra one, extra soft. Yes, that's it. Um, back to the game, though. Yep. Josh Papali. Fucking unreal. Reinforced his position as, well, you know, look, I want to say the form prop of the competition. Oh, I'll, I'll say form prop. But easily the most individually influential forward in the game mm-hmm. at the moment. Uh, and that's with people like Damian Cook somehow learning how to play footy again. Yep. But just the effort he puts into Every single fucking play brings people with him. And I can't remember the last time I've seen a prop forward that can put a stamp on a game in so many ways. Yeah. Maybe the closest you'd come to it was like a good 20-minute stretch for peak 2016-17 for Fida. Yeah, yeah, possibly. You know, when he could just get into the game and... And just absolutely fucking take it over. Or like we saw in our game one origin where we, you Yeah, know, that's yeah. it. Or you remember the odd the odd beast mode game Cassiano would have. Yeah. Where he'd come on and just stamp his authority over yep. every single play he was involved in. Um But then again, you know, Papali involved in the second try. Yep. You know, he's offloading. I thought Tarpany's solo try. I mean, Tarp- Tarpany was close to the best player on the field in this game. Yeah, he's again, fucking just unreal. Absolutely fantastic. However, you look at that, that was after the Roosters conceded a penalty mm-hmm. and then some lazy six again plays. And I, I tell you, that in this game, I mean, a lot of this shit was like through or past Cordner as well. Yeah. A lot of, I mean, like both of them, Papali oh, and Tarpanay. I, I just want to give a special mention out here to uh, to the Roosters um, because from their comments after Penrith fucking demolished them, and mentally deflated them uh, was that all Penrith did were capitalise on our errors. Well, isn't that the fucking... So it seems to be... Isn't that the sport, though? Again, after they gave away penalties and six again calls and Tarpity scores. Yeah. Seems to be that thing you've got. 
Maybe you stop making so many fucking errors, teams will stop capitalizing on it, and you won't go out in straight sets, you fucking yeah. cut chooks. Yeah. Uh, and the thing, this had one of the great fucking tries. We've had it, I think we've had one in every round mm. of the finals this year. Mm. The greatest try of the year, disallowed. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> like, true. If, if, I mean, and look, I've got no problem. I mean, like, it was very fucking clear that, that Rafa had jumped in from yes. fucking a meter out of the. Yes. I mean, there was no, there was no problem. It was definitely not a try. But what could have been had that have had that had he managed to just get him get his ass back yeah, inside exactly. exactly before he jumped. Um, can't go through this game without neglecting to mention Teddy, who was just busting himself to keep the roosters in this game and get them in sometimes even into a and to the point to the point to the point of you know fucking up yeah so and and it's just so fucking unlucky for him to have a couple of those you know once yeah. once in a season fuck yeah. ups that are outside of you especially control. the one that you know that, that put that put the raiders up by 10 Right when they needed it, yeah, and and that was when the Roosters were surging because this this is the other thing too. I mean, the Roosters for a large part of this game they played fucking great. I mean, mm. they were down by a ton mm. in this game, yep, very quickly too. And yep. Canberra extremely dominant. They did amazingly well to claw themselves back into the game, and they uh, even by the end there, the, once again they'd given themselves a legit shot, yeah, at winning because. While they, while they were doing a lot of things poorly in the game, I mean, one thing they they were doing fairly well, especially in the second half, was exposing fucking Kotrick yep. and, and drawing him out and making play. I mean, yeah, but um, but Canberra's Canberra were good enough mm. to hold on to that big lead. Yep, and uh, and get the win and uh, very deserved winners. And uh, I have a shout out to Dynamis Louis as well, who's actually become a legitimate mm. fucking. Like he's become a legitimate player. Yeah. Like he's he's not a fucking garbage bench prop. I mean he he they fucking lifted when he came on too. Yeah, that's like it. Just fuck it. It's it's, a, it's great to see. Spot on. Um, uh, Winston. Yes. Unless you got anything no, else you want to say? Go for. It. I'm just trying. I'm just. I'm thinking. I'll think while you while you speak. Winston said, "Josh Papali, the player Aaron Woods and Andrew Fafita think they are." Mm-hmm. Well, I don't Aaron Woods surely. I mean, how fuck? I mean, he'd have to. He'd have to have more fucking HIAs than Liam Fulton to think that. <laughs> Fafita though, because uh, Fafita <laughs> probably was three, four years ago. You know, but uh, at times. But Aaron Woods has never been that fucking guy. No, not at all. Not at all. Dan said, please, please, please have another ref's fault so Ricky can go off chops in the presser. I'm already bored with this game. I need something to keep me interested. Hard, rough crowd. Jeez. (laughs) There's a couple of comments about the Fox guys being desperate for the Roosters to win. Did you get that feeling? I wasn't watching the commentary, so I have no idea. Okay. Look, I've still got it in there for, for the six again calls. Yeah. But I'm in a happy place where I think I can zone most of it out. Yeah, but uh, I'm happy with the little red fucking thing up the top to tells me there's a restart. It does not too late for you. Well, I mean, obviously they keep. You know, you can also watch the referee signal. <laughs> I mean, if you're watching it, you can see it happen. Jesus Christ! <laughs> what are you dropping meth before you watch the game? How are your fucking eyeballs moving that fast? Uh, Dan said it always blows my mind how a team will play like bustards for 65 minutes, then when they're 10 down with 15 to go, they start putting in effort. Yeah, I can't remember putting effort in longer than that. Oh, really? How long? They were in. They were in there in the second half. I mean, they clawed back from sixteen nil down. 
<laughs> scored just before half time. Scored again. <laughs> uh, Fat Harry Lazy said, Roosters out in straight sets. Bathe my nuts in that fucking milk. Hashtag Yuri of Cleary. <laughs> Danny said, Thank you, Raiders. The Raiders are out of the finals now for the Storm, and the Raiders will do for Rugby League in 2020 what the Knights did for Rugby League in 1997. Eat shit, Teddy and Uncle Nick and that bunch of under-the-radar cheating cunts. Jeez. Well, he's the man instructing the next generation of how Australians. Can you, how can you hate on Teddy, though? Oh, oh, I if you're a Queenslander, I suppose. But... I don't know. Uh, Terry said, if ground was a player, Kiri hit him spot on every past. Mm. <laughs> yeah, it was an unfortunate night. And uh, Russ said, you can't lose in the finals with a 90% completion rate. Very true. Raiders forward pack rotated superbly throughout the game, keeping the Roosters on the back foot. Hashtag fuck the Broncos. <laughs> That's us. And so now the Roosters are on to what could have been. And and the, the thing that I thought about this finals campaign is that they've, they really missed like someone like, you know, like Radley yep. who was knocked out. I think things would have, you know, may have been different with him in there. Yep. Um, and you know, guys like Verrill's out as well. I mean, they mm. suffered some injuries, but also very aging. Like, you know, the, the mozzies of both of those, yeah. you know, both of them. Yeah. Like, you know, Maria Hargraves, obviously, he's, he's definitely, you know, over the other side of the mountain now and he's yep. on his way down. Yep. Um, and like Cordner, great achievements for New South Wales and for, yes. and, for and for the Roosters. Suffered a lot of it knocks and he was exposed a bit. And I don't know if he was carrying anything in this in this game. But like when you're when you're getting exposed by footwork from like Papali, yeah. I mean, come on, son. Yeah, that's like, it. Moving right along, the Rabbitohs thirty-eight defeated the Eels twenty-four at Bankwest, and uh, the Rabbitohs thirty-eight came from uh, a double to Jackson Polo, uh, Liam Knight, Cameron Murray, Bailey Siren, and Damian Cook tries six of six conversions and a penalty goal to Adam Reynolds. The Eels, a double to Gutherson, a double to George Jennings, uh, four conversions to Mitchell Moses, and a missed penalty goal that I'm sure we'll speak about. And once again, like South's absolutely peaking at the right time. This one looked like it was going to be an absolute flogging from the get-go. I mean, South moved to 8-0 very, very quickly. And Mm -hmm. then the Eels lifted and became the side that the media told us they were in Mm. May or something. One of the one of the best halves of fucking foot. Like you take that for eight nil away, and the, from there until you know half time, it was one of the the best displays I think we've seen all season. Mm. And like and like Gutherson, like believe it, I I love the shit on Gutherson as much as the next guy. But thirty minutes that first half from him yep. was nearly the best thirty minutes by any fucking player in the finals this year. I mean, he was fucking like flawless mm. and influential. Fucking scored tries, lay them on. Yeah, it's that base of just doing fucking everything that your position demands of you. Mm. And for him, it's backing up. It's looking for offloads. It's thinking run first. Yep. But but then just putting in and fighting for every single loose ball, getting up in defence when you need to. It was a, a very good patch from him. And, and and obviously it didn't it didn't translate to the second half, no. <laughs> unfortunately for him. But man, I mean the rabbits they've proved. I mean we we know that they can score an absolute gang of points. They've been doing it for the last couple of weeks, absolutely slaughtering. So you know, their attack has been absolutely humming. 
Yep. Uh, this time, once again, they showed that you know they they could fall into a deficit, and they were getting fucking hammered by the Eels. Yeah, they were. They were absolutely hammered, and uh, and lucky to be only eighteen eight down. Yes, and uh, they fought back. They they fought back beautifully, and then right when we looked like we were settled into an actual game, they finally they they finally got the lead back. They're leading twenty eighteen. The Eels lift again, work their way downfield. Win a penalty, yep. right in front, pretty much right in front. Moses, you know, say what you will about him, but he's a very good goal kicker. Yes. And then the rugby league gods are fucking amazing. Mm. He kicks, he, he shanks it from right in front, bounces off the post, collected by the rabbits uh, by Paulo running down the field, and then shortly thereafter they score a. A, a fucking ridiculous, yeah. a ridiculous try with like a crazy mistake from Gutho in the in goal area. Yeah, exactly. And uh, which which puts the the rabbits ahead for good. Yep. And gave them a, a lead greater than a greater converted than a single try. converted yeah. try. And uh, and then from there, I mean that was the game. And then you know further further you know the whole hole increased further when uh, Paulo took that intercept and, and scored. Yeah. And uh, yeah, broke Gutho's ankles. <laughs> and and turn, and turned. This is the thing. It turned Gutho into like one of those Darius Boyd memes. Yeah. Except it, it wasn't like that at all. I mean, Gutho, when you see where Gutho started on that chase, yeah, he was like the other side of the field. Like, he was miles away. Yeah, he fucking and, motored and over he there. He motored so hard to actually get into the position yeah. there. And when someone's moving with such velocity, it doesn't it doesn't take fucking two of us a check to step back inside exactly, and get rid of the yeah. guy. Like, <laughs> I mean, he was he 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 had the tu- there's there's you can't even speak about turning circle at yeah. that pace. There is no turn. If that was me on the field, <laughs> I would get the stepdad nickname, but for a different reason. <laughs> yeah. On this one though, before the game, yeah, Michael Jennings, yes, story drops. Now busted for. A violation of the, the performance water. enhancing drugs. Yep. Mm. Two things apparently. What was one he of on? Them, um, I can't even remember. It was like uh, some league something. That, but whatever it was, it was the one that was uh, that that pinged for at the end of last year. Ah, uh, okay. And uh, so he's so he's come out and said, "Look, he's dead against you know, you know performance enhancing drugs and cheating and blah 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 blah." Uh, so I, I assume that he's going to have his B sample. He's going to elect to have that tested, and we'll yep. see how we go. Um, and then when that happens, then it will come out as to what sort of levels of these two substances were, substances were in his system. Mm. And, uh, and then, then that's when you can really start because when, if, I mean, like, like just about every, every, uh, athlete who's ever been pinged in history, he's probably going to go down the tainted route. Yep. And the thing is about the tainted route, it's very hard to prove unless you've got if you if you can identify which supplement you you think was tainted, yes. you still have like half a container of that supplement left yep. that you can then trace back to the lab in terms of batch numbers and all that sort of thing, and then they can get other other product from that batch number, test those, etc. And also with with tainted tainted stuff as well, it's not like you're not you're not getting a full dose. 
Mm. What you're getting is you're getting supplements that are probably made in China or somewhere with, um, you know, not the best hygienic practices, places that, that produce steroids as well as legitimate substances. And it's just cross-contamination because they, you know, haven't properly cleaned the, the equipment yep. uh, that they used to produce it. Um, the thing is with that though, you're only getting like trace amount. You're not getting the full. So if he pings for like a, a, an amount that is like, a large amount that would be that someone would use if they were on the roids trying to, you know, cheat. Now, here's an interesting thing. Yep. I've just had a look at what he was on. It's yep. Legandrol. Legandrol, that's it. It says Legandrol is a novel non-steroidal oral selective androgen receptor, receptor modulator. Mm-hmm. Didn't sound like that fucking thing Marvin the Martian was looking for. <laughs> um, for treatment of conditions such as muscle wasting, and osteoporosis. Mm-hmm. So, uh, thing is about every steroid, they all have a use. Yeah, usually okay. for veterinary purposes, <laughs> but they all have a legitimate use. <laughs> and then they they just happen to have side effects when humans. The interesting you know. thing is, it says it was discovered by Ligand Pharmaceuticals. Okay, hence the name yep. Ligandrol. Yeah, and it's Creative. currently under development by Viking Therapeutics. Okay. For so, the purpose of, I don't know the osteo but, ones or dudes getting jacked. Let's let's dude, follow the trail dude, here. Dudes, dudes playing like they're ten years younger all of a sudden, and people going, "Wow, that player's really turned back the clock this year." So Viking Therapeutics. Okay, that looks like they're actually traded on the Nasdaq. Okay, um, it says Novel Therapeutics for metabolic and endocrine disorders. Yeah. A nice way of saying, we make roids. <laughs> so hopefully with this one, it's just Jennings having some bad advice, although you are fucking responsible for that shit 100%. Yep, yep. And, and when the B sample's tested, then then it will come out as to what sort of uh, levels that he had of these two substances. Mm. And when that happens, I mean, it's, it's very easy to tell what the difference between like, actual ingestion of the real product versus some trace amount that no one would ever take for performance benefit because it's so small. So, and so like, therefore, so it could yeah, be yeah, okay, yeah. Makes sense. Look, be, be sad to see him go out like this. Yep. You know, he, he obviously had his behavioral and, and discipline issues early on in his career. Yep. Um, and I think for somebody that was told for as long as he was that his shit didn't stink. Mm-hmm. And was an absolute tri-scoring machine yep. early on. Um, turning up to training drunk wasn't wasn't as far as he could have fallen. Yeah. Um, by his own admission, it was having kids that mm-hmm. that got him on the straight and narrow. But he did seem to turn into that, you know, consistent effort player. And it was I felt at a time when his body not necessarily started to let him down, but he obviously had to train a little bit harder and put a little mm-hmm. bit more effort in to perform as he did. Yep. On the field. Yep. And had been a very good contributor to the teams he played for once he left Penrith. You know, obviously had great success with, you know, the Roosters. Yep. Uh, and again, at Parramatta, almost a career resurgence. It would just be yep. sad to think that that would be tainted. Yeah, I mean, you'd hate to see you'd hate you'd hate to see this season tainted, but I, I think it's inevitable it will be. Mm. Um, and then you look back and you go, "Wow, like yeah, he really turned back the clock this year." Yeah, 100%. I mean, he was he was a different player. Mm. And yeah, and then then you start, you know put two two together and you go well yeah obviously (laughs) 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 it makes sense (laughs) 
the, the thing going into this one, um, for anyone that plays the Raiders, yep. I think there's a fairly obvious game plan, and that is move the ball around and create second-phase footy. If you look at almost every decent opportunity Parramatta had to score, mm-hmm. it came off the back of offloads. Yes. And it came off the back of offloads and then cutting back against the general direction of play. The The Raiders have this nasty habit. Rabbits. Sorry, Rabbits have this nasty habit of preparing or setting up for the next play. Yeah. Maybe a little bit prematurely. So if you can take advantage of that, there are meters to be had and there's fucking points to be had as well as Parramatta showed. Um, the, the fact that Cody Walker's in the form he is scares me the most. Like that's, that's almost impossible to contain yep. when, when he's in a mind like that. Uh, and the I, back of Damien Cook find, finding his uh, yeah, yeah. origin Damien oh, Cook all the time. He can run. Like, he yeah. can fucking run. Uh, but, but I think there's some vulnerability in the Rabbits forwards. So, we shall see. But yeah, look, I mean, at the end of the day, though, they were they were absolutely hammered for 30 minutes yep. by the Eels. Uh, you know, it went down by a, a double-digit amount. Mm-hmm. And they uh, mm. they found a way not to... not Yeah, it didn't take them very long to peg it back. And then to... That, that know, seems to be the their side. MO this year. Yeah. Like last week. When they were, uh, what did they play last week? The Knights. Yeah. And, and the Knights were up. Yeah. You know, was it 14 nil or 14 yep. 6, whatever it was? Yep. And Walker, like he's behind. And they yep. were behind and didn't look like they were going to do anything no, positive yeah, with all their terrible. fucking errors. I mean, there was a lot of, yeah, a lot of errors and everything too. And he was time. gobbing at Mitchell Pierce like they were 50 points in front. Yep. I, I think that's South's mindset at the moment. There's no situation they can't get themselves out of. And they just play and it may like just be a matter time. of that we, our attack is so good at the moment that yeah. it doesn't matter what you do, we're gonna we're gonna score more. Yep. The old the old the old West Tigers mindset, except successful. Spot on. And happening in finals football. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's fantastic. Let me get into the tweets. Hayden. So Mitchell Moses did not deliver tonight for the Eels. However, he delivered a try from a shithouse kick at goal and a sookie cunt performance for himself when he didn't get the interference call near the end. That's what you get for being surrounded by your Queen Gutho and other bunch of sookie cunts. Hashtag fuck the Broncos. Ben said, in closing, Moses sucks like an open door on a jumbo jet. Rabbitohs attack concerns the Panthers fan in me. Rabbitohs handling does not. Hashtag fuck the Broncos. Hashtag Geary of Cleary. One-Eyed Tiger said Moses' implosion to lose the game had me exploding. Tell you what, some fucking Tigers fans enjoying the demise yeah. of Moses. Yeah. Uh, well, I mean, Jordan, they, they had, they had, yeah, the, the finals have worked out perfectly with them so far because they've seen the back of Woods, Teddy, and Moses now. Yeah, that's it. Uh, Jordan. So this week, Luke Brooks can play as many finals, can play the same amount of finals games as those guys. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for bottling it, Moses, you silly streak of piss. Anthony said, remember when COVID shut down the NRL and it was going to be a Parramatta undefeated season? You are welcome. Go South. Jason. I thought he was claiming to be the guy that ate the bat or something. <laughs> <laughs> Jason said, last night, Teddy did a Darius. Tonight, Gutho did. His shit is starting to spread like Rona in an ISO hotel. Uh, Shanta 
said Parramatta had way too many experienced guys to panic as badly as they did with a slender deficit and plenty of time left on the clock. Classic dig up stupid rugby league. Such a good way to describe it. It was unfortunate they couldn't manage themselves back into that game. Shout out to Brad Arthur too. I mean, wasn't this meant to be the era? This is like, how many premierships is he going to win by 2021? I don't Two? know. Two? Uh, yeah. Ten. Unlucky, unlucky, mate. That's it. Unlucky super coach. Previews, okay, come up to the second last week of the comp and the second preliminary final, as they call it. The Storm v. the Raiders happening on Friday night. Suncorp Stadium is the place. The Storm, uh, Tom Eisenhuth replaces Chris Lewis on the bench. Munster is named and set to play. Dale Finucane could return from injury as well. The Raiders, no omissions or inclusions from last week. Starling and Soliola listed to start and Havili and Young benched. Ryan Sutton named in the reserves. Hmm. Shout out to Hudson Young as well, who's removed the eye poking out of his game and replaced that with fucking amazing play. Yeah. <laughs> Barnstorming <laughs> runs. Who'd have thought? The thing that gets you suspended for 18 weeks in a row <laughs> and isn't that hard to scrub out from your game. Can unlock your natural you know, potential if, if you it, don't do it. It's, it's not like he has this rare genetic disorder <laughs> where he must stick his arm out at a 90 degree angle from his body. <laughs> As he approaches other people, fuck me. Weird, and this is and this is the same for both. I mean, I guess it's just the markets, the way they sort of uh, mm. they, they start. But it's crazy. Like both games are like you know the favorite is like a dollar forty five, yeah, and the other team is like two dollars seventy five. Yeah. And neither of the games are like that. No, they're <laughs> like, not. And I imagine they're probably even up towards you know towards game time, you know, as the punters get in. But uh, yeah. Weird, strange way to set it because I mean, like Storm have been they they have been great over this final series, but Canberra, it it's funny you both games you're looking at teams that have been great over the finals mm-hmm. versus teams that have peaked. that have been building and like yeah. still that appear to be getting better as they That's go it. through, mm. which makes it both you know both games very interesting. Mm. Um, I still I, I still feel like the Storm, I just overall more solid and they're certainly not the team that makes the kind of mistakes that invites the Raiders in the Raiders are amazing off short range raids yes caused from six agains yes and dumb fucking penalties yep and shit like that yep. like forget like how they got started against the Roosters was yeah. shouldn't have been a penalty Mm. But Maria Hargraves going over the top on oh, was it yeah. White and after a yeah, kick, yeah, yeah. and like he didn't really touch him, but he had his arm out and it looked bad, yeah, and it was that's it, and and it was him, so it's always going to yep. be a penalty. Yeah, just dumb shit like that, and that's what that's what put the Raiders on, and you know that was that. Storm, not so they're not so much looking the at team the that are going to make that sort of mistake. Yeah. They, they, I expect, will tighten up a little bit. You know, they, they've had a couple of games where this whole new free-flowing storm attack thing got a little bit out of hand. Mm-hmm. And I don't think Bellamy would have failed to notice that and will rein shit right back in. And it always seems to be the problem. where When it's happened the last couple of weeks, it's always seemed to happen, though, where they've 
they've kind of got the match won. Like they've got a decent lead. Like they've been smashing yeah. it. And then, then the other team sort of has this you know, 20 minute That's period it. where yeah. they sort of come back at them a bit. Mm-hmm. In terms of the Raiders do have, you know, those guys who just through individuals imposing their will or dominance into a section of the game, like White. Yep. You know, he he's just in that purple patch again, just as he was in the finals last year. Yep. Where the will to win. It's, it's shit he's touching is turning to gold. Yep. It, it's that unquantifiable Midas bullshit mm-hmm. where he's just, because of additional effort, everywhere he needs to be and gets extra opportunities to take advantage of. Yep. You know, Papali, again, just barnstorming his way through lines and and making breaks and offloading and just you talk about halves looking like they have so much time in the world to play Papali at the moment for a forward <laughs> looks like it's so much time to wind up yeah, yeah. that's it yeah. but then again even when he's tackled yeah I don't know if gravity affects him at a different rate than other people but he just looks as he's falling he bounces <laughs> to be able to you know look left look yep. right who's around oh yeah I can get it assess away. defenders <laughs> then offload yeah it's crazy um, but no I can't go past tip in the storm here yeah, and look, these both of these games I think can go either way. So I, just on the basis of big time pressure games, I think the Raiders the Raiders are definitely getting there. I mean, they are building and they're getting better. I mean, and if they take another step forward this week mm. over how they played last week, then they'll win the game. Yep. But I just don't know if the Storm are the team that are going to invite them into the game as many times as the Roosters did. Yep, and and the flip side of that is I don't think the storm are going to, like one of the tweeters said about uh, like I don't think there's going to be passes hitting the ground and all this like non crisp, yeah, attack happening either. That's it. Yeah. The first preliminary final, the Panthers take on the Rabbitohs, ANZ Stadium, Saturday night. And can I just say, um, Ashley Klein and uh, and Jared Sutton are the referees. For the games respectively this week. <sighs> I will. I think was it which game was it? Which which was Ashley Klein's game last week? There was there's some actually some fucking great decisions made. Mm. Like one's in line with the rules. Difficult like difficult try scoring situations where if you're you know, we're watching on TV mm. and you just assume it's a try and he goes nuts you know send it up as no try held up. And then you look at the replay mm. and the ball stops a fucking centimetre above the fucking grass. Yep. And you go, well, well, fuck, that was actually... I can't believe it. I can't believe I'm saying this, but that was actually a great decision. Yeah. Um, anyway, uh, back to the game at hand. The Panthers taking on the Rabbitohs and uh, kick out suspended. Capewell comes on, as he's done a couple of times this year already. And uh, Lenu joins the bench. The Rabbits, no changes to their 21-man squad at this stage. Uh, none whatsoever. No reshuffles. Nothing. Then why not go ahead with uh, what's been working for you? So here you go. State your case. Why are the I, I, going to handle? I said it in the the recaps. Cody Walker on his own and the way he's currently playing both sides of the field scares the living piss out of me. In terms of you can prepare for him a, a little bit on one side but then all of a sudden he pops up where he's not supposed to be and that combination with Reynolds going both ways has been absolutely picking teams apart I am lucky that Damien Cooks had 
two weeks of remembering who he is. I don't know if he's been fucking playing under an amnesia cloud for the entire <laughs> season. And it's finally snapped and he remembers what he can do. But hopefully there's been enough signs of Souths and how they're playing since they gave the Roosters that 60-point drubbing that there's been game plans formulated for that sort of thing. Yeah. This is where there's a potential weakness for the Panthers. And I take you back to, to the loss they had post-Rona was youth and inexperience can have them shown up in defense. And, and that was when Crichton was was absolutely embarrassed by Wonga Blake, of all people. Yep. Uh, just with youth and inexperience. Yep. You know? Typical rookie, bursts onto the scene, can score a try, pure athletic ability, uh, but, but can be baited into some fairly silly decisions. On the other hand, Souths have put themselves into situations where they've had to make comebacks. Mm-hmm. And the opportunity is there to score points on them. The opportunity is there to force mistakes. And if anything, this year, the Panthers' defense has stood up and been far better than it has been in seasons past. I think the week off will have done them good. I think Capel fits into the systems very well now. Um, again, he's not kick-out. Yeah, and the, prob- the problem is he w- he will if, if he gets the, the crash ball from five meters out, if it's there to be scored, he'll score it. Yeah. But but at the same time, they're not looking at Capewell as a giant threat that's going to distract defenders from a ball that's going to Crichton. That's it. So yeah, that, that that's where they're going to lose on the, on that sort of you know correct that that confusion you correct. Know, defensively. Um, th- this one I think is going to come down to discipline, to keeping ahead when shit gets hard because shit is going to get fucking hard in this one. And rely on guys, you know, like Fish and like, you know, Liam Martin, just doing what they do and running themselves ragged for eighty minutes. It's going to rely on Cleary controlling the game exceptionally well. He's up against one of the greatest boots to have come, I'll say, in the last eight or nine years in that of Adam Reynolds. You know, say what you like about him, mm. but can control a fucking game. Yeah. And if I had to get anybody to put a rugby league ball. In a, hula, in a hula hoop from 20 metres out to save my life, yeah. <laughs> he's probably the first call I'm making. Yeah. Okay. Guts and enthusiasm and youth have gotten the Panthers through all year, uh, and, and I don't see why it stops now. So Panthers 13+, plus, put your house yeah. on it. And the, and, the, and, look, and the flip side of, the, of the, the youth sort of situation is, especially through like you know, the back line, especially through the centres, yeah, you know, essentially zero experience. Yeah, you know, in this in this sort of scenario, and they're going up against guys like Campbell Graham and Alex Johnson, like guys that have been there before. Yep, for years. And with Cody Walker, I mean, engineering those guys. I think the biggest danger. I mean, the Panthers' defense has been good this year, so I think that the, their their defense, you know, can be you know minimize the damage to you know certainly not as many points scored as as South have been scoring recently. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Panthers can obviously score points as well. But uh, I think it's a Cody Walker versus inexperienced players. And the, the real key moment, if it even comes, is going to be if South put like, you know, the game's up and running, tries have been exchanged, and the Rabbits put like two on back-to-back quickly, like yep. the way they've been accumulating points. Yep. And then what happens then when the, the young players are like, fucking grand finals on the line, 
Yeah. What the fuck, you know, like That's because it. because South like they did to Parramatta last week, they love to exploit a fucking panicking yes. side, you know. That's it. So it's uh, it's, uh, it's important that the Panthers and and like yeah, the week off could have been good for them, but also with the experience, the week off could have been bad for them too. I mean, sometimes yeah. the best thing for a young team to do is keep playing, just just keep playing, yeah. you know, like not getting the heads about things. So yep. I mean, they haven't been too crazy like media wise or anything like that. So. Nope. So, you know, they should be okay. But, um, man, it's just great to have four games, or sorry, two games with four teams in the in the final uh, week before the grand final where you're like, fuck, like, literally, legitimately, like, any of those four teams, any two of those four teams can, can win, mm-hmm. you know? So, um, well, except for the case, like, if the two teams were Panthers and Souths, because obviously yeah, only one team can win. But yes, correct. You know what I fucking mean. Um <laughs> And so yeah, I, I don't know. I mean, I, you just you go with home teams if you're safe. Yep. Uh, yeah, not that the home venues are actually home venues at this point. I mean, considering the Storm are playing like fucking two thousand kilometers away from their home field, but um, but yeah, all I want is some great. I just want some great games. And uh, and look, you know, we've been we've yeah you know, by and large we've been getting them, especially you know, once we got. You know the teams like the Knights and the Sharks out. Yeah, the actual you know, finals. The actual teams, finals game. Yeah, yeah, they've been, they have been great games. I hope Spot it's a continuation. Okay, your mailbag this week. Stuart says, is Kyle Flanagan a scapegoat for a club that might have become addicted to success? Would he be a worthy subject of a swap deal, bringing him back once he scratched the bumpers of someone else's car learning to drive? Look, um, he is definitely... If what what happens, if what they say is going to happen, happens, then absolutely he's a scapegoat for a club that's become addicted to success. But you know what? I don't hate it. Like... I look from the outside and I go, wow, ruthless, ruthless motherfuckers. Mm. How good. Like yep. to, to, to ha- have standards of success set so high that they would just ruthlessly fucking cut somebody who they've deemed yeah. to be not, you know, not up to the task. Let's take it with a grain of salt. At this stage, yeah. all he's the victim of is media speculation. Yes. That's what he's the victim of. And it's like putting you know two and two and two together and coming up with you know fucking well any number really because Mitchell Pierce is obviously yeah you know, he was going to get re-signed extended you know midway through the year the extension time was has shrunk down everything's off the table at the moment just through the sheer inactivity of signing around there and, and the way he finished the season obviously you know you can speculate that the Knights maybe balking at you know at the price or yeah. yeah maybe thinking that perhaps he's not their best option going forward um and you know with his connection to east obviously then you know wow he could go back to east mm-hmm. and then wow well who's in his place in east flanagan well Look, he, I, he, I really think he should go and you know do the family legacy proud and not achieve anything at the tigers wouldn't that be great hmm. amazing um that that is that club's legacy that's true people just not achieving anything yep hmm. fantastic Nigel said, is it really a legitimate competition now COVID has conspired to take the Roosters out of the competition? Surely it'd be a bit, be, surely it should be abandoned now. Common sense says so. Hashtag fuck the Broncos. <laughs> uh, I would say this, the competition is more legitimate now than it has ever been. 
um, all of the glory chasing media cum dumpsters are gone. <laughs> you know, uh, all all these people that sought to selfishly control the game and have points reset and all of these yep. things uh, for their own selfish interests. Yep. Gone. Yep. Uh, all those teams that chose to hijack narratives by having out of shape boxers come and play rugby league just just to create some spectacle. Mm-hmm. Gone. Actual rugby league teams vying for the NRL Premiership. Still there. Chris. So season starts up. now. <laughs> Chris, how's the meetup looking? I don't know. <laughs> no. <laughs> no, you can't get it. Look, I, I think at this stage, all that we'll end up being able to do is maybe nominate a venue and it's say like turn up, turn up. However, what everyone has said to me is, we're not happy to book out without substantial money up front. Yep. Because, what if you tell us you've got a hundred people coming? Yep. Fifty of them show up. Yep. And we've turned turned away fifty people yep. Yep. that we could have had. Yep, that makes um, sense. Exactly. It especially and, and for look, and, look, and look, I'm going to say, like Queensland listeners haven't fucking absolute showered, fucking weak. Cunts. Haven't showered themselves in glory previously in the past. <laughs> yeah, no. Sydney, staunch, staunch, oh, staunch always showered. Yeah, staunch spark. Um, and yeah, oh, look with some honourable exceptions. Yeah, with my old favourite people that drove down from Queensland. Well, well, yeah, yeah, but yeah. I mean, if they, you know, have they have they been to? A, oh, they, yeah, they've they've been to. Yeah, yeah. Uh, they have, actually they've been to every Queensland one. I, too, I, so I would suggest that that there's going to be nothing, you know, official in terms of we have this space and we're able to book it out. But it'll be like here's a place. Yeah, I'm show look, up. I don't know. I'll, I'm trying to sort something. Yep. So. Uh, Ian said, how silly would it be to not get on Canberra 13 plus in the grand final? Look, why would you, why are you fucking jinxing yourself, man? Mm. Send that, post that comment next week if you win. Yes. Don't start like talking about you're going to do this and you're going to do that in the grand final when you're not in there yet because you know, you know what the NRL guys are like. Oh yeah. They will fuck you over. You, you personally... Yes, you will be held responsible for this. Yes. Uh, Ross said, what are your thoughts on now uh, Kevy as the Broncos coach? Will this resurrect the thoroughbreds, the brown paper bags, and generous third-party deals? My greatest fear is we'll be back to when Bennett gets credit for coaching premierships with a team of 11 internationals and five origin players. Looks like the Pangai Jr. investigation's gone the way of the G cash payments. Now they're really pally-pally pally, pally again. Nothing to see here. Move on. Yeah, well, yeah, this is, this is true. The, the Pangai salary cap thing seems to have gone... Dead, yes. dead cold. That's it. Uh, and you're right, you know, since they're all, all friends again. Um, I don't know if it, will, if it will necessarily resurrect the thoroughbreds and things like that. I mean, they weren't they weren't closed down. The thoroughbreds were effective at keeping players from leaving once mm-hmm. they proved to be worthwhile. Yes. So you, you think about those Broncos teams of old, they never really got any, you know, there's obviously people like Talis. Yep, who who came from other clubs. Yep, but he was coming back to the Broncos, I think. Regardless, it was just yeah. a Queensland thing. Yeah, yeah, that's from from everything I've heard him say he, he, on on the yeah. radio interviews and that. Yeah, that's he it. Was anyway, so the thoroughbreds aren't there to bring people to the club. That's what the Broncos need. They're there to retain the and juniors that turn out to be Queensland Origin stars. It. 
when their salary you know exceeds what the cap can hold. And if you think about it, that's that's a much safer initiative to undertake anyway. Yeah. Because if you're, let's say they look at Nathan Cleary, greatest half to ever play the game, future immortal, and some random guy from Brisbane approaches him and says, oh, look, I think you should talk to the Broncos. And he's like, well, hang on, who the fuck are you? Yeah. Talk to my manager. No, 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 no. Don't want to talk to your manager. Um, but, yeah. you know, I think you should come and have a coffee with me. And Oh, okay, do you work for the Broncos? No. I have no official association with the Broncos as well. This is all very fucking strange, and I fear you're going to rape me, sir. So I'm going to hang <laughs> up the phone right now and get back to doing TikTok with amazing hot bitches. So that's how that conversation would have gone. But yeah, look, if Kevy's back, that brings the old boys back. Yeah. And never underestimate the want of people to feel important within a sporting organization that they really have nothing to do with. And especially when they can rub shoulders with the, you know, players that they idolize rather than, you know, these fucking no name. (laughs) One of the massive alleged junkets Mm -hmm. of thoroughbreds gone past was to have the players on end of season trips to developing rugby league nations. Yes. So the players could write that off as part of their, not community service, but what do they call it? Community activity. Yeah. Like a like you know like charitable. Sort There's of, a quota know. of time that yep. every club has to have its players yep. out in the field, and, and it counts double or something when you're in pretty much PNG. Yep. I think. Um, so they'd they'd go and do a, a couple of appearances in PNG, sign off on their forms, but then they'd spend the rest of the time out on a fucking super yacht, yep. <laughs> doing all sorts of things in international waters, allegedly. <laughs> so yeah, if any, yeah. It, if out of the current crop, what the thoroughbreds do tend to do is not let situations like what the Daria situation was yep. allow rifts to happen between the club and its power brokers mm-hmm. and players and factions of players within the club. Yeah. So it squashes that shit. Well, yeah. I mean, they, you know, rather than the, the situation that Pasco engineered for Robbie Farrow or tried to and got caught, you know, the thoroughbreds can engineer a great job in construction yes for Darius Boyd if he's prepared to step away and that's it and uh, you know coincidentally the the construction job actually pays the same yeah you know yeah exactly but yeah we we will see because I mean all of this thoroughbred stuff and everything it's great to talk about but then there's also can Kevy actually coach that thing to talk about as well and Mm. you know the jury's out well, you know, not really, because I mean, he's had two two appointments, and the the coaches are like a thirty three percent success record. Mm. So, uh, tipping, everyone's fa- second favorite tipper is on top. Well, we got three points left up for grabs. Oof, one point lead. King Kong lost the point last week. Who did he pick? Did pick the Raiders? I reckon. Really? I reckon, I reckon, that's what I reckon. I mean, I could probably do, click in there and find out. A lot of the top ten only got one. And fucking one guy went for the gusto, and I, I can only assume he was trying to catch up, and he got zero. Nasty. But um, yeah, everyone's second favorite tipper is on top by one point, followed by King Kong one point back, one point back again, Benny eighty nine, uh, one point back, a jam with uh, Mrs. Whistle, Warm S, Jangles, East West Arabian Swamp Echidnas, and then one point back to Kane, Daniel Stewart, and Nightmare. With uh, with Daniel Stewart being the person who got zero Oof. out of two this week, maimed and shamed, 
Yeah. Yeah. Well, you know, look, at the end of the day, credit credit to you, sir. I mean, for, I'm not going to say finishing the top 10 because I'm pretty sure that down to the top 50 is probably like one point out of the top 10 at this yeah. point. But um, with only three three points up for grabs now, I guess it's time. I mean, this is this is a, my favorite time you know, in tipping competitions because you're like, if you're King Kong in second place, mm. at some point you've got to go for the, you're either happy to finish second or you're going to throw the roll the dice on the result. Can, can a, he end up third? Oh, probably, but I mean, you know what I mean. Like, if you're not Yeesh. first, you're, if you're not first, you're last. That's true. And there's no prizes for second. There's no prize for first except for glory, anyway. And um, so, do you roll the dice and go for the the underdogs to try and overhaul, you know, in, overhaul the guy who you know who's on top who's potentially going to save bets? Yes. Tactics. Yes, you go first. And that's it. Full time for episode 372. Thanks for listening, everyone. As always, you can interact with us on Twitter. So follow at TWI League. Our Facebook community lives at Twill Nation. Get in there at facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash Twill Nation. And if you go into the group and someone says something and you go back at that someone and then they go back at you and then so on and it repeats and repeats and you're getting heated and you start getting hurt in your feelings, just disengage. What you don't do, or come up with better material, yeah. more hurtful material. What you don't do is fucking report them for like bullying or harassment or, you know, whatever that fucking Zuckerberg is going to get his beak in there and, and fucking give people bans and shit. Because that shit is fucked. Yes. So frustrating when you got a Facebook ban. I speak from experience because I've got 24 hours of a ban left to go. Probably 22 hours as we speak. For posting a, a picture of big dick fucking Barry sticking his big dick down Jack Whiten's throat. And uh, <laughs> <laughs> so I've got three days for that. This just shows how the world's changed in this COVID period because, yes. I mean, fuck, when COVID started, I was putting a meme of Barry up every single day. <laughs> I must have put a dozen of the fucking things up. No bands to be had. So, uh, yeah, it's, it's uh, just don't be, don't be a little bitch. If you can't handle the banter, just disengage. Let them have the last word. Don't go into that thread. Don't look at it. But don't get in there and, and fuck our shit up. Nice. Uh, where are we? If you'd like to support the show, make sure you drop us a rating and review on Apple Podcasts. And if you want to go the extra mile, our digital memberships are still available and can be picked up anytime for only three ninety nine a month. And of course, it wouldn't be really considered support of the show if you were to buy a digital membership, uh, grab all the member sides, and then immediately cancel it either. Not mentioning any any names. Fucking ho. Jesus. <laughs> yeah, listen, this is this week is a is a is a week of having to just fucking police the bitch ass. Ah, uh, look, you know what? You know what? Maybe who knows? Did that person lose their job in COVID? Doubtful. I'm I'm fucking lighting candles in this time now. I've I refuse. And I'm gonna say that I'm sure that you feel okay with what you've done and you're not just a punk ass little bitch. Yeah, they know they fucking did. Hey, fucking well bitches. And that's it. See you next week. Later. <laughs> <laughs> oh, also, members, the member side will be delayed this week by a day to allow the Digi members the opportunity 
to send in questions to business at thisweekinleague.com. We've got a couple of cracking stories this week, but we're very light on the questions. So we have to need some people to uh, jump in, send us some questions before Thursday night, and uh, at which point we'll uh, bust it out, or Thursday afternoon even, and we'll bust it out, and uh, it'll be up on uh, Thursday or Friday morning or something. Beautiful. See you next week. Can't wait. <laughs> <laughs>